Greetings from 55 in Maine. In today's discussion, Mark and I rank our top five favorite Disney princesses. Along the way, we analyze what makes a great Disney princess and the differences between the classic and modern princesses. And of course, we recognize the ridiculousness of two grown men debating these animated princesses. But if you love these characters as much as we do, join us at the intersection of 55 and Maine, where all roads lead to Disney. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Mark and joined by... Spencer. And so for today's episode, we're going to transition back towards our movie discussion. And I know this is a weird topic for two grown men in their 30s to discuss, (laughs) but we've grown up with this, so it doesn't make it weird. We have daughters. Yeah, we have daughters, exactly. So today's topic is our... I don't know if favorite's the right word, but maybe like most best role models... It's princesses. They are talking about the Disney princesses. Yeah, I don't. It's. Uh, I don't know how to categorize it because I yeah, think they yeah. are my favorite. I think. Yeah. But, like, I know, especially for one of them, like, it has to do with how they look. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, not that's not the only part. But. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think both of our number ones are the ones that we probably had the biggest crushes yes. on when we were. Watching those movies, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, let me before we kind of get into our list. Yeah, you are famously a big fan of Wrecker Ralph. I am, yes, but not so much Wrecker Ralph too. Correct. But I think one of the standout scenes uh, in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yes, uh, and if they don't capitalize on doing some sort of spinoff movie, but the princess scenes mm-hmm. in that film how do you feel about like those specific scenes Cause I, that's, it's, I think it's best part of that movie loved it i think we rented it from Redbox for the weekend and we probably watched that scene like four or five times because it's really almost like one ex- they come back a little bit later yeah. but there's like that one big scene and we just watched it over and over again and we loved it it's genius like could they do like an avenger style thing would it like ruin the brand like would no one go see uh the next you know tangled two if you could see them all together or what do you think that would work in avengers style disney princesses movie i think if they didn't take it that so seriously if, yeah. if it was basically an extension of those scenes in ralph breaks the internet yeah. i think it t- could totally work i think it almost lends itself more to not a movie, but like a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like do like little 20 minute episodes of like the adventures of the yes. Disney princesses or something. Yes, and then you could have like Rapunzel and Elsa going up against like uh, Ursula. You know, yeah, you could yeah. like mix and match the villains too and just send them on adventures. That Oh, dude, that would make so much money. Yeah, I, I, yeah merchandise off yes. the shelves and ratings for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, before we, again, before we get into our discussion, like, what are the criteria for a great Disney princess? Like, what makes some of these memorable characters? Because mo- I would argue almost all of the Disney princesses, if not all of them, are great in their own right. And we have our favorites, and that's our list. But, like, you could mix and match a lot of various Disney princesses, and, and they could end up on anybody's list. Absolutely. I, I think you almost need to have a like a differentiation between like the princesses that are damsels in distress okay. and the princesses who, you know, can take care of their business. And it feels like the beginning of them, like Snow White kind of just, you know, did was acted upon. Yes. And then Sleeping Beauty, the same thing. But then you go later on and you have like Rapunzel and Moana are a little different. So like do you think they all are the same, or do you think there's a big gap between like the ones that are passive and active? I, I definitely think there's a differentiation right there, yeah. what you're saying with, with passive and active. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Mm. Like I think you know, in our modern world, I think there's probably criticism against sure. some of the you know, older uh, or original princesses because they, they didn't do enough for yeah. themselves or that sort of thing. But I don't... I don't know if that's a bad thing. Yeah. That's just storytelling. A lot of these are based on fairy tales, yeah. and that's just part of the story, I guess. I, I don't You're know. Right. Uh, but, 
Yeah, when it, I, I think if if you were to take criticism with uh, some of those classic princesses for being too passive, I think they stand out in their own right. It's mm-hmm. just because they're passive doesn't mean they're not great characters. Like totally. My number two is gonna be a 1950s princess, uh-huh. but I think even though she is acted upon and and maybe doesn't have that much to do, I think she's a great character anyway, mm-hmm. in a different way. Because all these movies, like, the princesses is in the title. Like, Snow White yes. is, like, the star. And Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, like, they're the stars. So, like, they must be interesting enough to warrant a whole movie title yeah, based yeah, on them. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because I think our sensibility... Is to and our childhood was with these more like modern yes. Disney princesses, and I think that's yes. what most of our our list is. But um, yeah, it'll it would be interesting to kind of you know go one by one and really like analyze like yeah. well what's the difference between this one and this one and and that was kind of I I literally had to take notes this time to really figure out like how to how to really differentiate between some of these characters and what stands out in each one. Well, I have a question for you. Would Wendy from Peter Pan count as a princess? So, not officially. So, like, I know in their, uh, in Disney's, like, merchandise, they have, like, the princess line. Yes. And um, she's not on there. But I I think there's some great, like, female characters, like your favorite movie with Alice. That's my next question. Yeah. Would she count? As a Disney princess. Again, like, not officially. I think we yeah. could, like, we could make the argument and, like, throw them in there if we wanted to. Yeah. But I think, like, according to Disney, they're, uh, they're not princesses. Interesting. Because they're not in the Ralph scene, you know? Yeah, but, like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, I mean, I loved Wendy as yeah. a kid. She's a great, great character. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, it was interesting trying to figure out, like, like, even, you've got a lot of these, uh, uh, Disney films that are based on animals, right? True. And it's like, well, you know, uh, technically, like, Nala yeah. is a princess, <laughs> right? Kind of, right? Maid like, Marian. Maid Marian, right? Yeah. Like, so could could you throw those uh, in there? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, but, like, I think we're kind of sticking, at least for this list, we're kind of sticking to the uh, the official Disney princesses, Well, right? then again, does they ha- even have to be animated? Princess Leia. Well, does she yeah. count? Princess um, Ray. I don't know if Ray's parents are what, but like, well, we don't know yet. Would Princess Ray? Say her parents are. I don't know. Whatever. Like, would would Princess Leia, Princess Ray count? Would well, they be in the line? Yeah, Disney yeah. Princess. I, yeah. And I would love to uh, to make Leia an official Disney princess. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of my honorable mentions is uh, Giselle from Enchanted. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I, again, I don't think she's like officially. Uh, in the line, but Got it. Uh, she's fun. She's a great, great character. So Pocahontas. I think she's in the line. She's in the line. Yeah, I think she's in the official merchandise. The chick from Hunchback of Notre Dame. She's not. Okay. Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Do you feel like most of these print? There's been a like the pre-Disney Renaissance. There's only like a couple, right? Yeah. As far and as then, like, cause cause like Little Mermaid and and both of us have Ariel on our yeah. on our list, so. Um, Little Mermaid was like one of the first fairy tales that Disney tackled since like the 50s. Exactly, yeah. So there was this like batch of Disney princesses with Snow White and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Uh, and then they kind of went away for a while. Yeah. And then we got, you know, we got Little Mermaid and, and Jasmine and, and Belle and all this stuff. So uh, there's been kind of like two different eras, you know. Do Anna and Elsa both count? They're on my list. <laughs> okay. They're both in the record off scene. Both of them yes. were, you know? So and, it wasn't and, just one you know, per. Elsa yeah. does become the queen, so I guess Correct. that's a technicality, but uh, they're on my <laughs> list. <laughs> so should we jump into it? Sure, let's do okay. it. You want to you wanna start? Well, I don't have any honorable mentions. Okay. So yeah. how about you do your honorable mentions? So I mentioned Giselle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got to mention Snow White just because she's the first. True. Um, and again, passive, but if you really go back and, and, and watch that, movie um she is like you mentioned role models right yeah she might be a little bit innocent and naive but she is so nice and kind Mm -hmm. uh like if if you want like to set up 
like a role model and again it's maybe passe as far as like she's wishing for a prince to come and save her and that sort of thing yeah but again if you like look at it closer and like if you were to have a discussion with your daughter or something like and say well maybe that part doesn't fit but look at how nice she is and kind she is to people and totally um how willing she is to help uh, others and that sort of thing like i think she belongs at least to be mentioned here um, well, I have a few questions. When's the last time you saw this movie? Uh, so I show it in my film class each year. Oh, so you've seen it quite a bit. Yes. I haven't seen it in forever. How does she get involved with the dwarves? So um, the Evil Queen. Yeah. Uh, which, if we do a, vi- a villains episode, I uh, think the Evil Queen might show up. Yes. Uh, but uh, Evil Queen, you know, sends the Huntsman to go kill her. Okay. And the Huntsman... Uh, can't do it. He's about to, and then it's Snow White, and he's, yeah. he, he can't bring himself to do it. So he says, run away, run away, and she runs into the woods and gets all scared, mm. which is a great se- animation sequence. Yeah. Um, and uh, she uh, is kind of f- falls asleep in the forest, and then she ends up kind of being guided by all the forest animals uh, uh, to the dwarves. I see. Yeah. Okay, 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 got it. So she kind of went to them because she was she needed someone. She was like lost and lonely. Yeah, right? but okay. like they weren't even there when oh, she first got right. there. So right. the the animals just guide her there as it's basically like a safe haven. Sure, like sure. Like she needs to find a place away from the evil queen and that yes, sort of thing. Yes. So the animals guide her there, and then the dwarves are out working, and they come back, and she's asleep in their in their beds. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. So Snow White, and then uh, an honorable mention, which is on your list, so I won't talk about her okay. too much. But she would probably probably be my number six uh, if, if we had a number six, and that is Jasmine mm. from Aladdin. Uh, so I'll I'll save my thoughts for her when we get to okay. Your list, so uh, so you want to start with your number five, Mark? Yeah, and where is this on your list? This is number three. Okay, so same thing. I'll just do a little bit of a. Okay. We'll do more later when you get to it. But my number five is Ariel. Um, it probably connects to how much I enjoy the aerial ride at California Adventure. It connects to when we do our favorite songs. A couple of Little Mermaid songs are going to be way high on the <laughs> list for me. And I kind of get the criticism of once she... Like, there's a way to look at it where... She gives up her voice... Exactly. ...to be with a guy, right? Exactly. When you look at it that way, you're like, what? But then... I don't know, there's just this idea of her, like, who doesn't identify with wanting more out of life? It's, like, brilliant. Something anyone can, you know, connect to. Which is, I think, going to be a major theme of our episode today, with all these characters. Totally. And so that's why I have her five, is because, we'll talk more about it later, but kind of, like, who she is, but probably the movie as a whole. Like they said, the songs, and the ride, and all that, I just had to have her on the list. Cool. Yeah. Um, so my number five is uh, Elsa and Anna okay. from Frozen. Got it. Got it. Uh, I, I don't think it would be hard. I'd be hard pressed to like uh, separate them, mm. right? I, like if I put Elsa on the list, it'd be weird not to have Anna True. right there. So to me, they they go together. And um, what I like most uh, about them as characters is the idea that they're sisters. Right, a lot of these princesses are like only childs, and they have like tragedy in their life. They lose yeah. a parent, and Elsa and Anna lose lose both of their yeah. parents. Um, and uh, you know, as great as like Jasmine is, and, and you'll talk about her, like she's by herself most of the time. And yeah. so I really like the dynamic that they're sisters. It brings this kind of different feel to the story. Um, I love the fact that you know. It takes true love to break the spell, mm-hmm. but it's not like true love's kiss or something like that. It's, you know, Anna sacrifices herself at the end of the film, and it's yeah. this familial love instead of, like, romantic love, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, I love their personalities because they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Like, Elsa is just, like, drenched in responsibility and expectation and fear uh, and Anna is like the total opposite of yeah. that. She's just carefree, yeah. kind of this wild card. Um, and so I, I like the dynamic uh, between uh, the two of them. 
they've got a couple great songs. They do. Um, the Do You Want to Build a Snowman kind of bridges their childhood into their kind of adulthood, which is really fun. And you get a sense of what, that they were such so close and such good friends as little kids. And then as they got older, you know, Elsa, you know, stayed in her room all the time. And uh, so you get a sense of that, that song builds what their relationship is like. And it, yeah. it's really easy for the audience to understand that. So I have a quick thing about that song. Yeah. Most Disney songs, like the Dumbo song, yes. you can just hear the music and you're like, okay, this is sad. Or like when Aladdin is up there singing the street rat yes, song, you're yes. like, this is sad. Whereas if you want to build a snowman, it's kind of like upbeat a little bit. But if you listen to the, or the lyrics, it's tragic. Oh, like, yeah. I listened to it recently, just kind of hear the words. I was like, oh, this is like one of the saddest things She's just knocking on the door saying, like, please come out and yeah. play with me. She yeah. says, no, it's like, oh. But you don't get that vibe from the upbeat, catchy yeah. song. Well, and I think it, it starts off um, kind of upbeat. Yeah. And then I think the middle of the song is yeah, when yeah. the parents die. That's right, yes. Right? yes. So there's like this, this bridge where there's no lyrics. Yeah, the yeah. The bridge of the song is this very tragic event. I know. And then it gets, you know, increasingly darker, more yeah. darker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to mention something that I think I'm going to mention for every single one of these characters, but uh, each of them have very iconic costumes. Oh, When okay. it comes yeah. to uh, the character design uh, mm -hmm. of them, they're very memorable. Um, and obviously Elsa's dress uh, is like the show-stopping number with let it go and yes, everything yes yes uh so uh, and again uh, and uh, great voice performance by adina menzel and uh, Kristen bell yeah so uh to me um uh, i think those two characters just really stand out and we've talked about frozen before mm -hmm. that it got so big it you know they got a lot of backlash against yeah. it and i don't think it's warranted no. And uh, so if you really look at that movie and look at these two characters, um, I think they deserve to be on my list. What is your take on some internet theories okay. that maybe Elsa is lesbian? Yeah. Um, I don't, there's no, I, I don't see the foundation of that in okay. the movie at all. Now, if, if they happen to do that in Frozen 2 then sure, I'll roll with it. Um, but I just, and maybe there's a, maybe there's an undercurrent uh, of it in Frozen that I'm just not seeing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see that anywhere in the story because she has no romance in the movie at all. No. Uh, that's kind of Anna's part of the story. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Frozen 2. Because she doesn't interact with a single person except her sister until like the very end yeah, yeah. where she's kidnapped by the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's kind of... But have you, I've seen theories about how like um, that's like her powers and her diff is symbolic of her... Yeah, and I saw that yeah. as just female empowerment, not okay. like sexuality. Not... Yeah. Yeah. So it was just more about like I'm embracing who I am and sure. my identity and, sure, sure, sure. and kind of uh, my power. Yeah. But not necessarily connected with sexuality. So yeah. who knows what they do with Frozen Two? I'm looking forward to Frozen Two. Uh, yeah. uh, and so when we're recording this, Frozen Two hasn't yeah. been out yet. No. So. But they kind of dipped their foot in it with making the LeFou from the Beauty and the yes. Beast movie. It was almost like flat out like he is attracted to yeah. Gaston. Right? And there was I no think like. That might be different because it's live action. And yeah, so you, yeah. you're getting maybe a slightly different audience. True. But with the animated films, um, I think, which are more kid-friendly. So I don't know if Disney is willing or ready to make that step. I don't know. Yeah. And then so we'll one, more, one more thing. Uh, do you think to be a princess, you have to have like a definitive song? So far, the princesses have said, like, let it go as a... Yeah. show stopper and then part of your world yes. and you kind of go down the list it's kind of like they all have their song that they sing yeah. Snow White Snow White has like my, what's that song? Someday My, uh, Prince, Someday will my Prince Will Come yeah. okay so like she's got her song yeah. so like I wonder if we're gonna figure out like the ones on our the list theme. do so yeah. maybe that is <laughs> yeah. part it, it, music and film are very connected so. they are yes yeah. Uh, the one that doesn't well Hers is a duet, so I take okay. that back. 
yeah. is Jasmine. You're right. She doesn't have her own little song. Yeah. Yeah. Which she does in the live action version, which I've is a good, which is a good. Oh, she does. It's oh, a good song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, Elsa and Anna are my number five. Yeah. So that leads us to your number four. Okay. Which is Jasmine. So Jasmine to me is also going to lump in some other princess of this one. Um, no surprise or spoilers for the audience, but we're both two white guys. <laughs> and the majority of our list oh, is... Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do appreciate Disney's effort to diversify, and I think it kind of started with Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah. Yeah, and I remember as a young person watching this movie, just being super into Aladdin and thinking the genie's the funniest guy in the world. But it was, you know, because when you watch these movies as a boy, you kind of develop little crushes on these princesses. But it was kind of like first time to see someone not from America, I mean, not Caucasian or something, yeah, yeah. and be like, oh, I, I kind of like identify with her, you know? And then since then, they've done Tiana, Mulan, um, Pocahontas. Yeah. Are there any other ones you can think of that would be more like in the diversity realm of princesses? I think those are the, I think those are the main ones. Moana, that's, I'll yeah, talk Moana, about that Pocahontas. one later. Yeah, um, yeah, and Tiana, and I really like Tiana. I just haven't seen that movie enough. I've yeah. seen it a few times. Yeah. My daughter's really into it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't know it well enough to get her on this list. But. She's great. To me, the movie's a little not like top, top tier, but mm -hmm. she's really good. I think it's just the movie's yeah. fault, not yeah. her fault. But So yeah, I put Jasmine here. She has no song. She is kind of like along for the ride, but at the same time, she's kind of like, she doesn't take any crap from anybody. And she doesn't like do whatever her dad tells her to do. So I think she's a good role model, but I kind of threw her on there to kind of get the diversity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, on. so yeah. in the live action version, her song is called Breathless. Okay. And um, Naomi Scott, who plays her, is just fantastic. Her voice awesome. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the song is kind of about how um, her power and her voice have been taken away from her and she wants uh, it back and yeah, she's going to yeah. finally stand up for herself. So it's really hitting, you know, this, uh, this idea of like this modern princess. Gotcha. Uh, whereas like in, uh, the original Aladdin, she doesn't have a song except for a whole new world, which is yeah. a, a, one of the best Disney songs. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, young me, if young me was asked which one of these would be the most attractive, I would probably say Jasmine. Okay. And I don't she'd know. probably be my number two. I don't know. And also, when you look at their, co like we said, costumes are pretty huge. Yes. Uh, she's, well, Ariel's maybe not like a human, so it's a little different. Like her outfit is very revealing, but Jasmine's is also kind of on the more revealing she's, side. She's uh, showing that midriff. Low, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a lower cut little dress. I don't know if that made a difference but <laughs> there you go jasmine number four all right so uh my number four uh which is your number three uh-huh so we can talk together yeah about it. yeah let's talk about rapunzel okay from tangled uh, this is an interesting i want to focus on the title of the movie really quick yeah because um i like the title but the original title uh, at least the rumor is it was supposed to be called rapunzel mm. Um, and they decided to change it to Tangled because Dis Disney or whoever is doing the marketing or whatever <clears throat> wasn't sure that boys would go see a movie called Rapunzel. Yeah. So they changed it to Tangled and they put like Flynn into the poster and yep. everything. Um, but man, it, I, she is such a great character. Uh, the voice by Mandy Moore. Yeah. Which is great. Really good. Um, she is one of the princesses that all she wants is something more out of life. Yeah. She's been stuck in that tower for like 18 years or however mm -hmm. old she is, right? And like it's – she doesn't even want to really do anything special when she leaves the tower. Like she doesn't want to like go out and get – like find a guy or get a job or yeah. go to the palace. Yeah. She, all she wants to do is like go see the lights, right, yeah. on her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so uh, I, I really like that fact. Um, she's kind of, she's one of the first, it might be the first Disney princess to have like this quirkiness 
mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. where she's like a little odd, airheadish a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, but not even that. Just like she, her personality is just kind of it, it, it just kind of odd. Yeah, uh, and I think because she's been stuck in a tower for, <laughs> for years. Yeah, but she's just a fun character. Yeah, um, uh, she's got. Uh, you can see her personality kind of change throughout the uh, throughout the film. Um, she starts off as super naive and super innocent, uh, and then she, you know, eventually sacrifices herself for uh, yeah. Flynn. And she, well, she sacrifices her hair, yeah. which is her power. Which you can analyze that, I guess, if you want. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, a great you moment, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually not even really her power, right? It's Mother Gothel's power. So that's kind of interesting. She takes that away from yeah, that's Mother right. Gothel. Right? Yes, 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 um, yes. There's a, a, one of my favorite moments with her is when she gets out of the tower for the first time. And she's having this like dilemma of, like, this is so much fun, but I'm not supposed to do this. Uh-huh. This is so much fun. I'm not supposed to do this. Yes. I love that, that kind of montage, that sequence. Yeah. Um, and I See the Light is probably... You know, one of my favorite Disney songs. Yeah. Especially Disney love songs. And, yes. Um, great, great song. And the imagery and animation of that song is incredible. And yeah. I just love the love story between her and Flynn is, is really endearing. So yeah, uh, that's Rapunzel for me. And I like that she, and this will be like a theme with the rest of my princesses, is they can kind of take care of themselves. So like she's not afraid to hit people back. She's not afraid... Like she's not like waiting for Flynn to save her with like, a with a iron pen, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. whatever. Like she'll she'll go after it. I loved that. Uh, like you said, her quirky attitude. Just like she's like the most mem- not memorable, but like interesting of all. Because some of the princesses can be kind of like stoic a little bit, mm-hmm. but like she's kind of funny and cool. And there's also like a dichotomy with the princesses of like those that are rich and those that are humble. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Ariel's a, like her dad's the king of the sea, you know, and um, like uh, Moana has her dad's the king of the island and Jasmine, the king, the sultan. But like there's also the princesses on the opposite. And she doesn't, she doesn't know she's the exactly. princess, right? Yeah. But she kind of comes from like the humble. So like I kind of like that's kind of cool, like the kind of humility that she has that others. Because I can see you look at Ariel and think she's kind of stuck up. Like, what does she want more? She has a great life. What does she want more out of life? Yeah. But when Rapunzel sings she wants more out of life, it's like, you get it. Yes, like, yes. She, need, she has these very humble beginnings. She does deserve more out of life. She's, like, super talented, too. Like, yeah. all the, art, all the artwork in her tower is incredible, man. I know. Yeah. And it's, it's, what does she want? She just wants to see the lights. You yeah. know, like, I love, like, that is the how simple her journey is. Yeah. It's just to see the lights. I love that. And she's kind of this, like unwitting like player in this bigger drama that's happening like uh-huh. her parents have been actively looking for her yeah for years and mother gothel has been actively hiding her for years and she's just kind of along for the ride which is which is a lot of fun she's kind of the audience surrogate in that way where we're just on the this journey with her so yeah and then going down our list uh ariel's mom do they ever talk about ariel's mom don't Think so. I don't think so. No. So single, single uh, parent situation. Yes. Jasmine. They never talk about the Sultan's wife. No. Um, but Rapunzel's got both mom and dad. You yeah. Know? She's got them both together. And then, but Elsa Nana clearly lost both parents. Yes. You know, so it's like you can make, put them in little categories, like rich and poor, one parent, <laughs> zero parents, two parents. You kind of like divide them up a little bit. And it's interesting, like that neither of us chose like one of those categories. Really, like, we have yeah. a pretty good mix of yeah. kind of all these various. Styles of Disney for princess. sure, for sure. All right, so um, Rapunzel is uh, my number four, and my your number, number three. three. So what's your number three? So my number three, uh, which was your number five, got it. Yes, uh, is Ariel. Okay, okay. Um, if you were to actually like go um, back and like look at a lot of these films, I don't know if they ever explicitly say the ages of many of these characters yeah you can assume many of them are probably teenagers or like in their early 20s but i like that they specifically talk about in the little mermaid that she's a teenager really right? she's 16 uh, okay right uh, and so you can kind of identify with her as being this young person um there's the criticism 
against Ariel sometimes about, like you were mentioning, like she's got it all. And mm-hmm. yet she's kind of, to some people, could come off as kind of like a spoiled brat. Yeah. You know? But I think because of her age, it works. Like she's a teenager. She She's obviously going to rebel against her dad. And her dad is not exactly like, it's not that he's not a good dad and he's not kind or anything, but he's pretty strict and harsh with her right he has like heavy high expectations for her Mm -hmm. um and so um of course she would rebel and you know uh she sees this world that she can't access right with the human world and that's all she wants she wants more she wants to see what it's like and yeah okay she does fall for eric pretty easily yeah but if you look at her uh, part of your world is one of the best Disney songs ever. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the lyrics to that song, it's not that she just wants to be with Eric. It's like she wants to walk around and feel what it's like to, to just be a human. Yeah. It's not just about the romance. It's about just being a human being and, and seeing what that is like. So I, I really like uh, that fact. Uh, she's another uh, one who has this fun, dynamic spirit. She's kind of she's kind of a spitfire. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the character design with the red hair is yes. is really unique for a Disney princess. Yes. Um, in one of our favorite documentaries, uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. um, the animator who did Ariel's name is Glenn Keane. Okay. He said when he first saw like the sketches for Ariel, he's like he he says he had to do Ariel. He had to. Oh, be wow. the animator to animate Ariel because it's just something connected cool. with him. So uh, I, I love that little fact. Um, like I mentioned, uh, Part of Your World is just a standout song, and it really tells you um, kind of all you need to know about her. I think mm-hmm. if you if you don't fall in love with Ariel in that scene, you are obviously not going to like the movie or like that character, but you also probably don't have a heart which <laughs> uh, right. uh, uh because it, uh, it's just so um endearing for that character and again yeah. in in waking sleeping beauty there's an interview with um howard ashman who wrote the song and he talks about how in most broadway shows if especially if it's a, a female protagonist usually the leading lady has a, a song with in the first 15 to 20 minutes that just um kind of it connects you to that character and you want what they want and you're going to root for them. Uh, and I think that song really does that for Ariel. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't talk too much about like the actresses behind them. And besides like Mandy Moore, who's kind of yeah. a celebrity, there's, it's hard to kind of, well, um, Kristen Bell, yeah. and Medina Menzel, you know, but like, I don't know who does the voice for Ariel, but Jody like, Benson, her performance singing that song is just like <laughs> a, Plus, it is so, so good. Yeah. Well, and this is uh, uh, about the time where they were still using, like, Broadway-style, classically trained yeah. singers to do the voices. And now we're kind of in the age, you know, like you mentioned with Mandy Moore, where celebrities do the voices. Exactly. Um, and so when we get to our number one, we'll talk about another voice, a Broadway yeah. voice. So. so, real quick, I have the list of ages. Who okay. do you think the youngest Disney princess is? Oh, man. Um, Pocahontas? Snow White at 14 years Holy old. Holy cow, okay. <laughs> then there's uh, one 15-year-old. Okay. Jasmine. Okay. And then there are three 16-year-olds. You got... I think Aurora is 16. I correct. I say that. Ariel. Okay. Who do you think the third one would be? Not yeah. on our list. Not on our list. Not on either of our lists. Uh, uh, I don't know. Mulan. Mulan, okay. Then um, someone 17, yet to be on our list... Pocahontas is 18, Rapunzel's 18. See, that's interesting because Pocahontas, like in real life, was, was like yeah. 13 or something. <laughs> I, know. Right? I know. Pocahontas 18, Rapunzel 18, Cinderella 19, Tiana 19. So the oldest princesses are Cinderella and Tiana, okay. but they're all teenagers. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Wow. It's just, I don't, like, like I mentioned before, I don't know if like the movies explicitly no. talk about that, Yeah. but I like that. I know Little Mermaid definitely does yes so I, I like that part about ariel yeah so ariel uh oh I'll, iconic costume yeah for ariel <laughs> as right. well. I'll just throw that out there yes um, absolutely. so ariel my number three your number five yeah so let's get to your number two okay so my number two 
is Moana. Okay, not on my list. Okay. Now, this to me is probably my... You know, there's like pre-Renaissance and then post-Renaissance, but yes. then there... What's what's it called after like the like, I know, Home on the Range phase? Yeah, like, so I don't, I don't know if it has an official name yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, you start getting into Princess and the Frog in yeah. 2009, and then a lot of people cite Tangled in 2010 as like where it really kind of turned. Totally. So, yeah, so... Is it like maybe computer animation? Is that kind of what the transition we could call? Yeah, we uh, we could call it that. That this is my favorite like, whatever this this age we're talking about. This is my favorite movie, and I love this character. I love how you kind of see her grow up. Literally, she's a baby when it starts mm -hmm. off, and she kind of like walks out into the water, um, and the connection with the water. I love how she is just like fearless and when they go to the realm of the monsters and Maui thinks she'll never make it, she climbs up with him, he jumps down and then she's just right behind him. And when there's the lava monster, like she does not hesitate, she just charges right for it. So I love that attitude she has. I love how it's different. Most of these are European, most of them are European, um, but she's totally not. European and so I kind of love that whole world that she lives in Her song I think is an underrated song. I am Moana. Yeah, I, is that what it's I don't know what it's called But me neither, I mean that's like yeah, the standout exactly part of it, right? Yeah, I can't, don't know what it's called, but it's fantastic when she just sings about how You know if she wants more. It's all about them wanting more out of life, right? Yeah, she wants more out of life She wants to you know, she's connected to the sea. She wants to go out to the sea, and so I just, um, when I saw it for the first time, I was just fell in love with the movie and thought she was just a fantastic, like, talking about role model for my kids, I couldn't think of a better one than Moana. That's cool. Yeah. And your daughter, mm -hmm. is this something that she's connected with really well? Because I think a lot of people like Moana and would she might show up as like a number five on some people's list? Yeah, but yeah. she's number two yeah. on your list. So is this just, like connected with your daughter? I think so. We we watched it. It was one of the first movies we watched together. Was this one? And I I don't know. It's just her her attitude is just so like she has all the personality traits I'd want a daughter of mine <laughs> to have. Like fearlessness. Even though she defies her dad. Hey, but she did the right thing though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And her dad, like me, is probably not on it. I'm going too deep. <laughs> but uh, but even you know, at the end, when when uh, it comes down to it, she saves the day by like connecting. Yes. With, you know, like a nonviolent. Like I need to understand. They understand each other. That's how everything gets solved. Yeah. I love when she runs out of the cave. Yeah. And just so excited, and she's yelling like, "They, we were explorers. We're explorers." Yeah. It's just this like exuberance, you know. Totally. Because she's been like. She's been kind of a flat character up until that point as yeah. far as her energy level. Because like, yes. her responsibilities as princess are just like, weighing her down totally. and just bringing her down. Yes. Um, and she, like you see her shine in that scene for the first time, I think. Absolutely. And she's passionate about something and, so, and she goes for it hard. I'd love my kids to, to be passionate about stuff and do that. So I know she's not many people's high on lists, but she's definitely high in mine. So I have a quick question for you about yeah. Moana. If if you look at, you know, we were talking about like the categories of princesses and damsels yeah. in distress, active versus passive. She's certainly passive, or excuse me, active. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. She's certainly active. Yeah. But um, when you look at the plot and the story of that movie, I really think it's interesting that there's like a like a chosen one kind of vibe there is to it yeah. where like uh -huh. the uh -huh. like the ocean like chooses her absolutely right um, right so like what do you think about that idea uh and because that's like a storytelling trope right like it you is. see it in like the matrix and yeah and you know like uh star wars even you know totally so like does that work in that movie i never really thought of that i i think it it doesn't diminish what i think she stands for and like how good a role model she can be, but you're right. It does make it seem like little girls need to be considered chosen. I don't like that interpretation. And I don't of know it, if that's kind of... what I was getting at. Okay. It was just like I think it's interesting. This yeah, it idea is interesting. that she 
she could go alongside characters like Luke and yeah. Neo and, and stuff like that. I think yeah. that's just kind of interesting. Yeah, she definitely follows more. Maybe that's why I like her is because she's like a legit hero. She follows the hero's journey, yeah. Yeah. whereas some of these, they are kind of, you know, Jasmine's a side character to Aladdin. Yes. Um, I mean, Rapunzel's the main character, but Flynn Rider's kind of like equal billing with yeah. her. But for Moana, it's like this is her journey. And maybe that's why I like it so much because it's all about you don't her. think the rock steals some scenes from her i kind of think he so this is a side <laughs> note to, to me the rock is the most overrated actor in movie <laughs> history um like he's super charming but like he has maybe like two good movies he, and he's not like as as like arnold schwarzenegger they're not like actors in the sense of You're like right. the word right they're to for sure for they're sure. movie stars right yeah. for sure uh, if anything, he was my least favorite part of the movie. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think he did not do anything to lift. If anything, Moana's lifting him. He's not <laughs> lifting her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's so get to number my number two. Yeah. And this is our only, like, classic character So, like, pre-way pre, old time. Pre-1989. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, from 1950... That's, that is uh, Cinderella. Okay, let's hear why. Okay, so I think part of it for me is I'll probably talk a little bit about the live-action version as oh, well. Right. I think yeah. that movie uh, has helped me like really appreciate the animated film because I just the live-action version is amazing. It's great. Yeah. Um, so um, for me, I think one of the best character traits of Cinderella is perseverance. She puts up with a lot <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> She does. Um, I mean, she gets tore down uh, by her stepmother, her, her stepsisters, um, by the world, by life. Like, she is uh, made to do demeaning things. Uh, and, again, there's criticism of, like, well, why didn't she do something about it? But, you know, again, I like, you can look at the idea of perseverance is the fact that you know, I'm going to do the best with what I've got. Yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of where she falls into. Totally. Um, but, uh, all, again, this goes to the fact that like, she just wants a little bit, right. She doesn't want to become a princess. Uh -huh. She doesn't want to have this grand life. She just wants a little bit of freedom. Just, I know. She just wants to get out of the house, go totally. to the ball and yep. have a little bit of fun instead mm -hmm. of, you know, slaving away, you know? Uh, so I, I like that fact about it. Um, she's got a really uh, good song. Uh, a dream is a wish, your heart oh, makes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is a very sweet, sweet song. Um, again, another iconic costume with the the blue dress that gets. Uh, and one of the most heartbreaking scenes is when the stepmother and and uh, the sisters just oh. totally rip apart her pink dress, which was her mom's dress. Like it's just terrible. Uh, and like, I think if you look at her as a character, she, um, is like doing her best, doing her best, doing her best, like I say, persevering. And she, she doesn't break until that moment, like where mm. she just totally cries. And, and that's when the fairy godmother shows up, which is a fun sequence, but, um, a truly heartbreaking scene. And then, you know, the, the blue dress is, is very famous. Um, but the biggest thing that stands out to me is yes she talks to like mice yeah. in this movie <laughs> but if you really look at it there's this really interesting mix of realism in that movie hmm. because of the family drama that's going on like and this is where i'm going to bring the live action version hmm. in is kate blanchett in the live action version plays the wicked stepmother um lady tremaine yeah. And she is she is evil in the animated film, but Kate Blanchett gives I think an Oscar worthy wow. best supporting actress performance in that movie. Nice. Um, she is so good, and you know I think uh, yeah it, it it shows how villainous like like family can be uh, and and relationships can be because this isn't some villain like uh like scar or well scar's family drama too like huh? the lava monster yeah yeah like yeah it's not a lava monster yeah <laughs> it's, it's not that it's this like could be real villain you yeah know? 
it hits on a little bit of realism. So You're right, uh, I yeah. think that's kind of interesting. So um, I think, yeah, like in our modern world, you could maybe criticize um, Cinderella a little bit because, you know, she ends up with a guy at the end of the movie yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you took a closer look, there's some really interesting things about her. Do you feel like the is the fairy godmother a good part of that movie? Are there little girls thinking like I'm waiting for my fairy godmother to show up and they may not show up? Should she have done it more? Should she have risen up, or is it like negative that this magical thing solved all our problems? Yeah, I think that I think that's the Disney part. The Disney part, yeah, the fairy tale part. Yes, the fairy tale part. Whereas, like, yeah, if you're telling... um, So, um, have you seen Ever After, the one with uh, Drew Barrymore? No. Okay. So, like, in the 90s, it's a a version of Cinderella. Mm. It's not based on the Disney Cinderella. Okay. um, And, like, I think the fairy godmother character in that is Leonardo da Vinci, I think. (laughs) If I remember, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I'll have to ask my wife. Uh, but um, it's this idea that like it's and again it's Disney-fied in the animated film but it's okay to seek help and ask for help in life Uh, and so you don't have to do it on your own Mm -hmm. I think is a a concept worth exploring and yeah it's a good thing to have like to stand up for yourself and have this independence uh and I think, like, Cinderella does that. Like, she tells, like, uh, she tells her stepmother, like, no, the, the invitation says for all people, like, I made this dress, I want to go, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then her stepmother says, no, we're going to rip apart your dress and lock you away. So she does, like, stand up for herself, but this, she is thwarted. And then you have, like, the Disney magic, the fairy tale aspect come in. So, um it's definitely, like I said, some of these older films, you could, I, I think it's easy to criticize them. Yeah. But if you really maybe look at it a little closer, there's more there than I think most people give it credit for. That's cool. Now, I haven't seen it for forever, but like, what's the motivation for the stepmother to be so mean? In the live action version, it's um, like jealousy. Like she's been passed over by like... Uh, by men all her life and like her husband who was her like true love died and she just had to marry another guy because you know women in that time if they weren't married they really couldn't support themselves and that sort of thing so she just married Cinderella's dad just because oh okay and then uh, her dad is like overlooks the stepmother and just dotes on Cinderella and there's like this jealousy there. And then towards the end of the film, there's also like a power play that the stepmother is trying to make as well. So I think there's a mix and that's the live action version. The animated version, I think really uh, is (laughs) she's just kind of a two dimensional evil woman. Yeah. 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 Kind of like the evil queen in Mm -hmm. in Snow White, but um, I think both work fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you're making a list of the worst Disney villains, like, Cinderella's stepmom is, like, way high. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't call on the powers of hell like <laughs> Maleficent, but she's... Like, she's just a bad person. Yeah, yeah. she's a bad person. <laughs> exactly. So, should we get to our number one? Yes, and we have the same number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this will be fun to talk about. Yes. So, what is it, Mark? It's Belle. All right, Belle is our number one. Yeah. What is it any other? Come on. Well, we're both English teachers, <laughs> yeah. and she loves to read, yeah, so, like, yeah. that's one thing right off the bat, like, she's writing a book... And, you know, part of your world doesn't show up for a little bit. In Moana, they start off with a song that's more about, like, the island. Yeah. But Beauty and the Beast just rolls right in. Tells you who Belle is. With her song about, you know. And what's that song about? It's about her... It's about how the... The The town The town's... The town... Well, the town sees her as odd. Yeah, that's it. That's really what it's about. It's, it's, It's telling us who she is by having the town comment on who she is yes yeah and it's fascinating how and this is kind of true in life where you kind of look at the really beautiful people like Gaston and all those girls who like Gaston and they're kind of like 
when you look at them from the perspective of the movie, you're like, these are not the kind of people. Yeah, they're you silly want to be in life. and superficial. Yeah. yeah, and so it kind of like takes this idea of, I mean, of course, Belle's very pretty, but if you, yes. you take that, <laughs> but if you look at other ways, it's like what the world sees as like the beautiful people, like that's, there's no happiness there, you yeah. know? And I kind of like that message in there as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, her, her, uh, I love the fact that, yeah, she's a, very intelligent, very yeah. smart, and she's a reader and all that. I love her reaction to, and I think this is why her relationship with the Beast really works, is he gives her the library. Mm. And I love uh, when uh, the moment when the curtains get pulled back and like light shines on her face and she kind of withdraws a little bit. Mm. Uh, uh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's just like overwhelmed by the library. I think that's a really cool moment for her. Yeah. She sacrifices herself, like... For her dad. For her dad, absolutely. And, uh, you know, she's not afraid to stand up to people where people are making fun of her dad, want to throw her dad, like, in yeah. the insane asylum. She's just totally going to stand up for him. And then, uh, you know, there's nothing lovable about the Beast at the beginning, but yeah. she learns to, like, deal with it. Yeah. Love him at the end. And So I'm gonna, I want to talk specifically about yeah. a, a moment that goes along with that. Okay. Uh, the wolf attack mm. when she leaves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and beast saves her there's a, a moment that sh- that the beast uh, defeats all the wolves and he's like falls down and he's all he's wounded and injured and there's a moment where she almost gets on the horse and leaves it just bails on him. Yeah. Wow. And then she hesitates and she realizes, no, I have to help this guy. Even though he's been like terrible to me, yeah. I have to help him. Yeah. Uh, and I love that moment. I think that is like the key moment for Belle. That's like the turn when she starts to like really fall in love with the beast. Yeah. And realize he's not a beast. Yeah, he's a messed up guy and he's got some issues and some problems, but don't we all? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that's the moment where her character turns. And then the next scene is her, you know, cleaning his wound and helping him. And there's great, like, back and forth between the two of them. Yes. You know, she says, you know, you should have controlled your temper. And he says, uh, like, if, if you would have come to dinner with me, I wouldn't have lost. Like, this really yeah. cool back and forth between yeah. the two of them. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, that specific sequence with the wolves is a great turning point for character that is really cool and then the the scene i mean even eight-year-old me understood how romantic it was when they dance on the ballroom <laughs> yeah. you know like that's fantastic one little side note i forgot to mention about um moana real quick is how like all the princesses have done are all like there's a man involved and bell's the same but i think i like moana because there wasn't a man involved yeah, yeah. but that's just a little side note but like the the fact that she loves the Beast is, is amazing because, like, who are the other princesses? Prince Charming. Yeah. Prince Eric. I mean, these all these, these super handsome, strong dudes. And then her person she's in love with is this monster, you know? <laughs> but, like, it, it shows how special and kind she is that, you know, she sees beyond. Yes. You know, I love it. Yeah. Um, and that the final scene in, uh, in that film when she finally does say I love you is yeah. one of my favorite Disney moments. Uh, and it's... The voice actress this this time is Paige O'Hara, mm. and when she's there's a there's something in her voice when she says "I love you" to the Beast that like gets me every time. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, again another very strong character with Belle, uh, another character that wants something yeah. more. She's got a great shot. It's like to me, it always reminds me of the Sound of Music, like oh, Queen Maria's yeah. up in the hills and the camera like spins around. Yes. But yes. she goes out into the field, and like the lyric is like, "I want adventure in this great wide somewhere." Yes, that is cool. So there's there's some great stuff with Belle. Another very uh, two iconic costumes with the blue dress and the exactly gold uh, uh, ball gown. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and for sure this is uh, Belle definitely was the, the the crush for me. So. And then um, also connecting to you know teenage me. I had a huge crush on uh, the actress who plays Hermione. Okay. What's yeah. her name? Okay. Uh, Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Yes. And so the fact that Emma Watson then played Belle, it's like the two, when I was like 
you know, young fantasy things I cared about was like Disney and Harry Potter. <laughs> they merged. The same one. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have a question for you okay. about these, uh, these characters. So have you met all of your characters on your list at the parks? I have. You met Moana. I did. She's right by Tarzan's treehouse. Oh, met her a couple okay. times. Okay, cool. She was really cool. Like really, really cool. Um, I don't know if it means anything, but like she looked like a regular person. Sometimes you see the princesses and they're like size zeros. You yeah, know? yeah. But Moana kind of felt like a regular looking curl and I kind of like that. Um, you've never met it? Have you seen her ever? I've, no, not Moana. Okay. I've met, I think, all the others on this list. Okay. Yeah, Belle for sure, a couple yeah. times, Cinderella. Uh, Ariel's always in the, uh, the Princess Hall. She is. Um, she had a grotto. Did you ever go to it? I did not. I, d- I knew, I never even went to it, but I know it was like area. I think it's where, it's where um, kind of like Matterhorn and Tomorrowland kind of meet. Okay. Uh, I think there's a Pixie Hollow thing yeah, there Yeah, yeah, that's where Tinkerbell is. Before it used to be like Ariel's Grotto. Interesting. And okay. she was over there, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's interesting that um, I've never seen her, I don't think, in her like mermaid costume. I mean, either. Yeah, uh, so, good point. Uh, it's always in like her uh, human form. So, yeah. Uh, there, I'm wondering if it uh, there's there's stories from like the 50s and the 60s when the submarine voyage. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, opened yeah, yeah. That they had like, like they did like teenage like women in mermaid costumes out out there and like dudes would literally like, dive in and try to go after them. So I'm wondering if that's why we never see her in a mermaid <laughs> outfit. It it literally have to be like a two piece bikini. Yeah, for yeah. Her to be in and yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I've met all of them except for Moana, so. And you've met Jasmine? I sure have. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was, I, I met Jasmine when the Aladdin's Oasis was, was oh, still nice. there. They had, like, that little spot, so. Um, yeah. So, uh, this is uh, this is our list on, yeah. on our favorite Disney princesses. Um, now, uh, final thought here. Uh, you've mentioned, like, with your daughters, and, and I have a daughter, like, there's there's a weird dichotomy of like there's some great things to see in these Disney princesses as far as their uh being role models mm-hmm. and their their attitudes on life and this you know what we were talking about earlier this um passive versus active mentality yeah um so there's a lot to like talk about there but there's also like corporate disney and uh, the dichotomy of okay, yeah, these are fun characters, but we also want to like sell as much merchandise yes, as possible and yes. sell so many uh, see, sell so many costumes of these characters uh-huh. and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Have you had to deal with that as a dad yet, as far as like buying the costumes and any of that sort of thing? No, my kids haven't asked too much. I we have a Moana, we have a costume closet or like a bin in our closet. We do a Moana outfit. We have a Rapunzel outfit. We have. Um, I think we have an Anna Elsa outfit, but that's it. Okay. But we haven't had any like bibbidi bobbidi boutique sessions where they want to be decked out. Like yeah, we yeah. haven't done any of that. Like if you would you want to do that for your daughter? Would you want to like? We've definitely talked about it. Yeah. Like uh, my wife looked into it. I think you have, they have to be three to okay. do it. So yeah. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fun for you know uh, for little girls. Yeah. Uh, but I know again there's you can look at it from different perspectives and there's like, you know, criticism of, of that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting to, to talk about. And, um, when it comes down to it, you know, these are characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, some people might latch on to a certain character and some people might not yeah. uh, or latch on to a different character. So I think, um, when you talk about the princesses, I think a lot of it is just fun. Yes. They're just fun characters yes. and they're, you know, they're based on fairy tales and and it's we all want what's best for our kids and uh that sort of thing and I think that's what these characters a lot of them want something yes. more and, and what's best for them and uh that sort of thing. So and it's something that as an adult we can kind of look back fondly but when you're in the moment like you remember what it's like to be a teenager and want to be an adult and yeah. like want, you know, these things out of life, you know, like, so I think it even connects stronger to, 
that age. Yeah, sure. All right, so that is uh, our top five list yeah. of Disney princesses. Okay. Um, it'll be interesting to uh, go back and watch these movies now and see if, yeah. see if our minds are changed or uh, that sort of thing. And Moana's the last one to be added to the list, right? Like, I yeah. can't... So maybe, is that movie you came out, what, 2017? I believe so. Because we're doing Frozen 2, you know, yeah. so that's going to be new ones. I feel like they're doing so many remakes, but the remakes are just... Belle already exists and Ariel already exists. I think they officially, but kind of jokingly, added Vanellope. Oh, that's good. Think, yeah. That's good. I like that. I'm, I'm down with that. That's yeah. good. Um, and then I think they added, like, um, the TV show Elena of Avalor. Oh, I yeah. I've seen her at the parks. I think she's official, too, now. That's right. So, that's right. Uh, so yeah. So, there's a, a wide variety of, of characters for kids to, to connect with. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what other uh, characters I Disney know. brings us. Because so. they're going to keep adding more and more. For sure. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Mark, okay, thank you. for our discussion today. All right. See ya.